0: Words Appear, the Meet Me Series. More Words Appear, brought to you by Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Welcome everyone to Meet My Blind Life here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Sponsored by Total Tech Solutions, LLC. For all your assistive technology needs, check out Total Tech Solutions, at blindtech.org That's B-L-I-N-D-T-E-C-H dot O-R-G Remember, if you like what you're about to hear, hit that like button. And don't forget, if you want to catch us live, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on our Facebook page or on Twitter at Blind Whos. That's b l i n d w h o s. If you can't catch us live, you can always catch us on podcasts. We are available on most podcast catchers. Just look for Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway, and it'll bring up all our episodes. Whether you listen to us on Apple, Google, or Spotify, or if you listen to us using one of the Victor players or one of your smart speakers, we'll be there. Just look for us and you'll find us. Additionally, don't be left out. If you want to tell your story, send me an email. Meet me on at gmail Again, that's meet me on at gmail Tell your story. Tell people how you live with blindness every single day, and it's not something that you have to be overly worried about. I know a lot of people could benefit from that story. Our guest this week is Sugar Lopez, someone I've known for almost 20 years. We first met each other on various email lists, which you guys know all about since I've spoken about them on various shows. Email lists were the precursors to Facebook groups, and uh, that's where all the buzz was. She wasn't always blind. In fact, she was like me uh born sighted however due to diabetes and various other complications she lost her sight in her late 20s it was two years after she got married that she lost her sight she is married to a classic latino but some people need to adapt and that's what he did sugar is now vying for a new transplant she had a kidney and pancreas transplant organs are failing and she needs to get a new kidney and pancreas so if you have the wherewithal or the funds to donate to sugar's transplant journey by all means go down to the description box and donate to her cause any bit will help In the meantime, check out my Interview with Sugar Lopez Down in Fresno, California And, uh We'll see you back After the interview I've been wanting to get you on this program For a while now And It's my fault, something's come up Here, there And I just never had the time to contact you Um But you and I have known each other for at least 18 years, I think.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, sounds right.
0: Yeah, wow. I can't, I can't even. (laughs) Age is really getting to me. Uh, In more ways than all of us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. Let's tell everybody, uh, what is your visual acuity? I am
1: totally blind.
0: Totally blind. And do we know why you're okay. totally blind?
1: Yes, I, um, am totally blind due to retina detachment
0: mm-hmm.
1: from diabetes.
0: Okay, so you had diabetic retinopathy? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was what I, I had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you weren't blind your whole life?
1: No, no, no. My sight was taken when I was 27.
0: Wow, you were so young.
1: Two years after I got married.
0: Two years after you got married?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Wow, that must have been hard on you and your husband.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Was he... I mean, you and I were talking before, but I know a lot of men feel they have to fix things um, Did he feel that way at the beginning?
1: Yeah, at the beginning, um he did um but then he was well aware that I was a diabetic before I got married, so it's not like mm-hmm. you know he walked into anything new. yeah, um, I explained to him all the all the concert or uh all the side effects of diabetes, and you know what could now, happen.
0: So n- now, your husband—I know this, but others may not know this. Um, your hu- your husband is the classic Latino. Yes. Is he actually Mexican?
1: Yes. Okay. Mexican American. He was born here in America, California. Right,
0: but but he is Mexican. Yes. Right. Um. So, at what? point did you find out that you were going blind? I mean, was it all at once?
1: Um, it, well, it goes a little back, if I can explain. Um. Please. Being diagnosed at 12 years old, the diabetes type 1, which used to be called juvenile diabetes, um, my family and I were not educated on what the what diabetes can do, uh complications, you know. All right. all I was told was if I didn't take these injections that I would die. Um, so, you know, if you can imagine a twelve years old saying, You can't you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you gotta take these shots, you gotta prick your finger and you know, to stay alive, that's all we knew. Um, so. Well, don't,
0: I gotta tell you, don't feel so bad because I was a nurse and I had no idea it would affect my eyes.
1: Right, right. That, I had no idea about blindness, kidney disease, Uh any of that, you know. So, um, it wasn't until, you know, I was, I used to work in the mortuary and cemetery business. Mm -hmm. And so I was working and I got to the point where I was seeing really, you know, fuzz, uh, fuzzy and seeing what they call floaters. Yes. And then I had no depth perception. And if you knew me, I would, I've always walked in high heels. So <laughs> I would go to the sidewalk and like, I didn't know if the sidewalk ended or if it just kept on going. Um, and it was from, I guess, the grace of God. I never fell, but I, uh, oh, wow. one time I went to the doctor and they just said, Oh, some laser work will help you. So I had laser work done, and then I think within, um, I find a couple of weeks or so, I got to the point where I couldn't see the, the lines on the freeway to drive. Right. Um, you know, I knew that the stoplight, the top was red, the middle was yellow, and the bottom was green, but I couldn't see the colors anymore. Right. Just all shadows. And I could see you as, as a person, but you're very, like, Fuzzy. I couldn't see details.
0: Skin color.
1: There's just details. Yeah. Yeah. But the strangest thing is, I never told anybody of this. So I kept on driving and working, and until the point where I just couldn't do it no more. So I went to my doctor, and I guess within two or three months of all of this, it had it just. I had surgeries done, and after the last surgery, it was it. My sight was gone.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. So, so it was in it was in about two or three months.
1: Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. But wow. during those two or three months, it was I couldn't really see clearly. I could see mm-hmm. colors. I can see clear other stuff. But uh, if I got up close, I couldn't see details.
0: I'd imagine night blindness came in too. That was yes. really hard for you too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I came really close to a few dangerous situations driving. To see my grandmother and she lived in the, in the mountains. And so I would drive at night and I couldn't tell whether the edge of the mountain was clear or if it wasn't. So I would mm-hmm. play follow mm-hmm. the leader a lot with cars. as I was driving. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, um, I, I have to ask you this because you and I seem to be very, um, what's the one I'm looking for? Um, uh, uh, not compatible, but, Almost exactly the same In terms of uh, Health But What did you miss most About being able to see
1: um, I miss seeing my family I miss okay. seeing my husband Even though I've seen him And that It's always going to be In my mind um, But other than that I, I miss driving
0: <laughs> That's what I thought
1: that's I what miss I driving because it's just obvious I mean I can just go and you know I've always been very independent and I miss you know going to work and just going just to go
0: so the question was, do you actually miss the driving or the independence of being able to go out whenever you want?
1: I think both, but i I get your indep- i get the independence of having to go whenever I want not having to rely on transportation or asking right. somebody, when you have time? Could you, you know. <laughs> right, it, it's right. frustrating sometimes because I'm, and I'm very patient. Yeah, well, I have this to do first and I'll take you. I'm like, okay. But then I'm sitting going, if only I could just go myself, I wouldn't have to be waiting.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now, I got to experience uh, public transport in two different cities. Um uh-huh. uh, the city I'm in now, Toronto, obviously, because I've lived here all my life. And the town I was in, in the West, the West Coast. hmm And that was a town of 23,000 compared to a town of 2.3 million. <laughs> What's the, bu- the public transport like in where you Fresno? live?
1: Yeah.
0: Um... I've always wanted to know.
1: You know, it, it's, it's no different. I think that transportation is, especially when you're dealing, we have one here called the Handy Ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you have to dial in a week in advance, uh, a really? reservation. And if you're ADA, then they wait for you for, uh, five minutes. If you're not, they wait for three minutes. And it's, you know, $2.50 per ride. Um, but they're not always reliable. Um, like everything else, you have to give them a 30-minute window. And I always tell people, if I go to anywhere, then I tell them, oh, I have an appointment at, you know, 9 o'clock. When reality, okay. my appointment might be at 8.30. But I want right, to give right. them that extra time. So it varies Sometimes they're Sometimes they're good And sometimes they're Just not good at all <laughs> and, the, and then and Ever since COVID And they only allowed Three passengers You know
0: Per Per Van Yeah Per, per van, or or yeah, van. Yeah. yeah That's That's interesting Because Oh I have never I've heard stories About United States Mm-hmm. Um Paratransit.
1: Paratransit, yeah. And
0: they, they are so adequate, uh, inadequate to the mm-hmm. task.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, a week in advance, how do you know? Yes. What you're going to be doing a week in advance?
1: I know, I know. Especially a
0: person with a disability who doesn't really plan anything.
1: Right, right. So, you know, and then some now, if you call, on that very same day to cancel, they'll charge you. Uh, really? Yeah, it's ridiculous, you know. Um, so I don't usually, I mean, I like to have that option open in case I need it for an emergency. Um, but well, honestly, it doesn't seem
0: like it is an
1: emergency, no. right? <laughs> no, no, but it, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that my husband is willing. He works for himself, so he's, you know, able to take me any time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, um, and I have an uncle that lives with me, so he also, when Daniel can't, he could take me. So I really don't need to use the handy ride. And they actually called Thank me God. last month. They're like, Sugar, you haven't used this in a while. I'm afraid that if you don't use this, we'll now allow you to ride with us." So I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fine, you know. um, Do what you need to do. Because I really don't miss, miss okay. it at all.
0: Um, I need to ask you this because I have no doubt I'm going to get a ton of questions about this. Uh-huh. Why is your name Sugar?
1: You know, it's it started when I started using the computer. I didn't okay. want my full name to be out there. Sure. And so, my email was Sugar Sill. And so, I'm like, okay. And so, people just started calling me Sugar. And it started that way. And yeah, it yes. kept going, you know. Um,
0: so, Sugar a little bit,
1: Uh-huh.
0: Any relation to Jenny on the block?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> too bad, too bad. You could use some of her millions, couldn't you?
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. but, she contacted uh, her. Hey Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Was it
0: was it really hard for you to adapt to to losing your sight?
1: Um I've been asked that before and I don't know if I was really that um, really really hard for me in a way it was of course it was because you, I can't do with things that I used to do but I think my attitude um, helped a lot I had a lot of family support um, right. so you know I, I really didn't allow myself to go down that road of deep depression and feeling sorry for myself and um, things like that um, it, now in days, 25 years later, um, I do have moments where it's like, you know, darn it. If only I could see, I could, you know, do yeah. this or, sure. you know, I'm looking for something that I know it's there, but I just can't see it, you know, yeah. um, things like that. I think it does. And I have my times where I'll sit there and, you know, I'll cry or whatever, but, I get over it. Okay. Well, you know, start slowly. I'll, I'll find it. I'll figure it out.
0: How yeah. did, I mean, for others who might be wondering, how did you get past that depression part? How were you able to not let yourself go down that lane?
1: Um, like I said, I, I have great support with family. Um, my right. husband's a great support. My faith in God, and I pray a lot. I That's where I go, too. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so... And you your know, parents
0: are very devout, aren't they?
1: They are. They're pastors. Yes, yes. Yes, they're pastors. And so, you know... And sometimes it's difficult to go to them because... Oops, sorry. Um, because they also... Sorry, do you go, have to get that? No. No, no. Because as parents, you know, which now I know as a parent, you know, they want to fix me as well. Yes. You know, and my father, in fact, he was with me just about last month, I think. And, uh, he took me to an eye appointment and he's like, I still can't accept the fact that you're blind 25 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me, you know. And my response was, well, I'm sorry, daddy, but I'm the one that has to live with it and you need to deal with it. You know, it's, it's who I am now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I saw, I really don't tell them a lot of stuff that's happening because I don't want them to worry. I don't want them to feel they have to fix me. And I know it's just like like my husband, you know, they want to do something to help me, but they don't know what, when all they have to do is just, I tell them all I need from you is to support me, to love me, and if I need you, you're there.
0: Uh do you and your parents speak fluent Spanish or no?
1: Uh, we do sometimes, but mostly English. I speak more okay. Spanish with my mom. With your mom? Yeah.
0: Oh okay. Are they from the old country or?
1: Um no, my my dad was born in Bronzeville, Texas. And
0: Oh, he's a Tejano.
1: He's a Tejano. And my mom is was born in Tamaulipas, Mexico.
0: Oh, okay. So. Okay. Wow, that's really interesting. How did the two meet do you know
1: <laughs> they actually I think they said they actually knew each other when they were little. They actually i think played with each other when they were little. Our families were very close uh huh and so um they grew up together and uh, Wait a
0: second, Don't tell me you and Daniel were in arranged marriage.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> oh, thank Not God. that old school, no. <laughs> no way, Jose. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean that would
0: have been an interesting concept, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, 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 that uh, both families knew of each other, knew each other one way or the other. and so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Now did you did you when you lost your sight, did you attend classes, learn Braille?
1: Um, they were going to send me to the Braille Institute of Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. I had just got married. I had just, we had just lost a baby at that time, so I wasn't going to, I wasn't ready to leave home for three months. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I did attend uh, uh, a uh, program there, in, I, I lived in Riverside at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did uh, join there with some few computer classes and some Braille, more independent living skills, mm-hmm. things like that. Just the basic stuff. Um, and then I, uh that's where I, I got more familiar with blindness.
0: Now, you were born in Joshua Tree.
1: I was born in East Los Angeles.
0: East Los Angeles? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, can we get a geography lesson? Fresno <laughs> is a suburb of L.A.? Uh,
1: Fresno is in Central California.
0: Central. And yeah. L.A. is L.A. Southern is California? Southern.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm oh, in the middle okay. between Northern and Southern. We're so, in agricultural land.
0: <laughs> so, where are you between L.A. and Redondo Beach?
1: Uh, I must say about four hours from LA, um, about five hours from Redondo Beach.
0: Okay, okay. It, I mean, the weather must be really. I mean, can they get weird down there?
1: <laughs> yeah, we just a lot of wind. Um, usually, it's pretty nice. It gets really hot during the summer. Yeah. Um, but right now, Mother Nature is getting a little crazy because it's been raining, really windy. Um, well,
0: that's good for the drought, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. But it was a lot too fast. Right, know. right. But, um, S-
0: so. So are you guys having to conserve water?
1: No, uh, we're not. Um, we were careful, but I know other places are really extreme about that, but not not us.
0: Not, not Fresno directly. No. I'm not, I'm not gonna say not you in particular, but. <laughs> yeah, Fresno, Fresno as a whole Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like you, you wearing fur. I mean, come on. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Um. It's never that cold here.
0: Did you, did you get to cold to take a course of any kind To Or were you I mean What did you How did you, What did you work as Before A mortuary assistant so You said that
1: I was a I was in mortuary And cemetery business So Right
0: Yeah And Did that involve Doing anything I hope that didn't involve Well I don't It
1: involved that. everything That you can think of That had okay. to do with With death yeah.
0: With corpses. Yes. Uh huh. Oh, okay.
1: Makeup, that must have picking been them up. Yeah. Coroner's office, doing paperwork. Yeah.
0: Now, could you have done that even though you were blind?
1: Um, I don't. Well, I don't think so. I mean, there's things that I could do if I was blind. Meeting with families because I uh-huh. also worked as a grief counselor. Right. Um, You know, um, I could do that still. Um, but as far as the manual work, you know, putting flowers for a bit for a a service, I could conduct a service. Um, but there's a lot of visual things that needed to be done that I, a blind person could not do.
0: So you never, so you never actually handled the corpses themselves? Uh, yes. You did. Hmm. Oh, okay
1: Yeah, as far as now, makeup, dressing Um, transporting
0: Did you Oh, I guess I guess you had to see the drive during Yes the transport. <laughs> Yeah, okay Yeah. But yeah. to handle the actual corpse You right. didn't have to see Yes You could do it by touch
1: Yes um, oh, with, okay. with someone's help I didn't do it while I was blind Um, but uh, being alone with the body, you no know, I don't think you could because you don't know what's going on.
0: Why do I hear a horror movie in there somewhere? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved my job, though. Did you? I did. I did. That's that's the morbid, dark side of me, but yes.
0: <laughs> so I guess that would have lent, lent itself to the Depression then, didn't? Um... Not being able to do what you love?
1: Yes. Yeah, I I, I love doing, I love going to work. You know, um, I never skipped a day. I never asked for a day off. And I would come on my days off if I had to. And, you know, um, yeah. it was more working with the families, um, being there to help them, to consult them, you sure. know, that kind of thing.
0: So you enjoyed helping the grief side of
1: things? I do, yeah. And I still do, yeah.
0: That's why you do what you do now, you're a counselor, yeah?
1: Right, yes.
0: But your kidneys have taken the turn for the worse, haven't they?
1: They have, yes.
0: I'm going to put I'm going to put the information and link down in the description box. Um so people can uh, can give towards your GoFundMe campaign But Can you tell everybody what's going on with that
1: Yes I uh, We started a GoFundMe account Only because um, The hospitals that I'm going to Are out of Where I live Like 3 to 4 hours away sure. um, So a lot of the tests that needs to get done, I need to go over there and do them. There's a lot of tests that my insurance doesn't cover. Um, um, it's just a way that uh, to help um, Daniel and I because he is my in-home support provider.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and so when we are called to get my transplants, basically... Uh, Bills will come in, house will come in, but we won't be here to be able to pay it because I need to be away for at least six to eight weeks. Um, yeah. So what we collect is going towards the transplant to help us um, live wherever I'm called to for the time being, right. uh, take care of medications that will not be covered at least for the first six to eight weeks. And anti rejection of meds. Yeah, anti rejection meds are very, very expensive.
0: I would have um, thought your HMO would have covered that. They
1: cover some, they don't cover all. Um, right. There is what they call a sheriff cost. So that's what we would have to pay.
0: Oh, like um, a copay.
1: Right. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Um. So that's what the GoFundMe is it's to give us a little relief and peace of mind that we won't lose our home while we're away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because your husband is the only breadwinner.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you do what you can, obviously. Right. Yes. But it's it's not it's not the same as a two a a, a two household. Uh,
1: no, no. You know, Medicare, Medicaid, they're just so particular that way. You know.
0: Are they? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. They're very difficult. I can't, you know, make so much money, and or else they'll charge me in other words yeah, that cost of living will, fee will come in and so I got to stay under their radar
0: Have you always lived in California? Yes So you've never lived in any other state? No Did you travel?
1: Yes I, I've i traveled you know um more when I was younger mm-hmm. um, they've gone I have traveled to different areas around the world and, you know, um, but I was very young at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you travel as a blind individual, though?
1: When I can, I I, I will. Um, but with work now and now with dialysis, I have to pre-plan, right? you know, um, which is a little difficult. Sure, um, sure. But, yeah, I would love to travel a lot more now.
0: Now, what do you enjoy about travel? Because experiencing
1: uh, different different atmospheres, different people.
0: Because I have to tell you, on my in my perspective, traveling is not as much fun Mm -hmm. for myself as it used to be. Right. You know, I can appreciate. I I always, I always wanted to see things. Uh huh not experience
1: them I think because uh well like for now we go to different different places here in town you know Mm -hmm. Daniel tries to take me out when we can we go out just to go different you know lakes or mountains or whatever and because I used to see I I remember what they look like so for me it's like a a reminder and kind of keeps it fresh in my mind. What right. mountains look like and things like that. And being around them, if I was able to touch the mountain or, you know, even things as simple as a flower, you know, um, hearing the birds, you know, it, it does bring some peace to me, but I, I, I get what you're saying. The seeing part, I do miss that as well. Yeah. You know, but I'm grateful that at least I could hear, uh, I could hear things still, and it reminds me, and they're fresh in my mind what they are. And because I used to see, I I feel I have had the best of both worlds.
0: Now, I I used to speak five different languages because I was multilingual. Is that mm-hmm. the same with you? Or um, just you- English and Spanish. Just English as a Spanish. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it didn't adopt, I mean, it didn't help you understand other languages?
1: Uh, either that, or I just didn't make time to learn more. or
0: Because you were so busy with other aspects right. of your life.
1: Right, right. Right,
0: right. That must have been hard for you. Just concentrating on other things And then when you actually Have to concentrate on yourself
1: <laughs>
0: It must have been hard It's
1: exhausting They tell people it's hard to be me Say more about my husband Say more time. about
0: that say more Well about that. it's
1: hard to be me I say because being blind As you may know You always have to be I'm always aware Of everything yeah. around me All 24-7 yeah. You know, and so for me to uh try to relax and clear my mind, it's kind of hard because I am just so aware of all my surroundings all the time. Almost like a It's almost like a protective mechanism. Sure. You know. Um so it's very hard for me to let my walls down and just relax. And, you know, unless I'm at home with my husband or someone I trust, you know. But other than that, I, I'm i always aware of who's around me, the sounds, you know. Um, it's very exhausting.
0: <laughs> so is it safe to say you almost develop a sixth sense to try to ward off things like that? Dangers? Um, potential I, dangers?
1: I think so. I think so. Um, even though I know that if there's a danger coming, it's going to come regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I do everything I can to not get into predicaments that may put me in, in, harm's, in harm's way. You know, especially if I'm yeah. alone, I'd rather be on the safe side than, than not.
0: For the benefit of others who might be just losing their sight, Is there any good thing about going blind, in your opinion?
1: Um, I think that question will vary with each individual. You have to find. You have to find something that's going to bring you joy.
0: Okay. Um, Well, let's talk about sugar.
1: For me, um, being blind, I I have learned so much. um, Being blind. Um, because I've learned to, um, listen more, Mm -hmm. um, instead of focus on, focus on the visual. Um, I've learned to listen to tones, um, Mm -hmm. to reactions. Um, and I've always been more on the sensitive side. So I can tell by someone's tone of voice, sometimes if you're angry or sad or not having a good day and, um, my gift to, that I give is encouragement, um, because it, we all have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have had to find that joy within myself to be able to be happy that today is another day. Um, you know, live day by day and make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and every day is a different day. I understand that. And there's days, like I said, that, you know, I'll have my moments, um, which everyone, I'm allowed. Everyone's allowed.
0: Sure, um, of course.
1: You know, but you don't dwell. I don't dwell on those moments because at one point I need to get myself out there and be the person that I want to be regardless of my disability.
0: Right. Now I can speak to this uh because I actually have some experience in this, but you are a grief counselor. I and, have been, in, yes. and being a grief counselor, do you find that you've had to adapt your your skills to the fact that you can't see body movement?
1: Right, yes. And it's you know Um, I've been in a session with people and they're grieving um, and they move when people start moving in their seats and feeling uncomfortable it's very uh, very noticeable you know Um, Uh but I think that if if somehow you can relate or I can relate to what they're going through Mm -hmm. um, and put myself in their shoes and, and not just say what they want to hear or need to hear but really make them relate to you and vice versa then they're more open people are more open to to talk about how they're feeling um, right. you know and it's just being that sensitive to the other person's needs that opens yourself up to not only help others but they may even I know I've been helped by helping others mm-hmm. um, so it works both ways
0: well, they always say the best counselors are those who can't counsel themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, how did you handle your grief? Because losing your sight is a huge loss.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, oh. was it was it something that was almost? Ins- I mean, for me, it was something that was almost insurmountable. How about right. you?
1: Um, the only thing I can remember is that when my sight was taken, because people tell me, when did you lose your sight? I go, I didn't lose it. It was taken um, from me, you know.
0: Okay.
1: And, um but I remember telling my husband, because I told my husband that I wasn't going to, I said he was free to walk away from the marriage because I didn't need, nor did I want a husband out of obligation. Right. Um, and that I loved him that much that I would let him go. Um, but, you know, being Daniel, who he is... Um,
0: Wait a second. Hold on. Before you go there, how much did he communicate with you?
1: During that time?
0: Yeah. When um, you actually told him that. Because I would imagine... Being a guy and being a Latino, there's a macho factor
1: in that. well, I was very blessed that that didn't take play in any of that he He was just the Daniel I knew, and now still
0: um, the Daniel very, you fell in love with, yes,
1: yes. Yeah. very supportive he he reminded me of our vows and that he wasn't going anywhere. That we were in this together, so, so. he
0: never had second thought.
1: No, no, though I did tell him I'm opening the window just a little bit before it's shut. <laughs> so you know, you
0: the window
1: <laughs> for him to the walk door. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I mean, we don't want him to sneak out. We want him no. to walk
1: out, right? Okay. Right. But once it's it's once you decide that that's closed, you know. Um, but no, like in real, honestly, he 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 still is the husband and the man I fell in love with back then, and we're going to celebrate twenty year, twenty eight years this month, wow. being married. Yeah.
0: And you never had children, did
1: you? Uh, we had a little boy uh, in nineteen ninety eight, but due to kidney, chronic kidney failure, which I never knew I could develop. He was born and he passed about five hours after. Oh,
0: that must have been really. You could see at the time. No. Oh, you were blind.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had lost my sight in uh, in 1997. A, a year later, 1998. He was born in April. So April. That's why I said April is a bitter, a bittersweet month for us. Holy shit, Sure, Right, because we were married on the 22nd um, of 1995. Um, baby boy Daniel was born in 1998. And on our third year anniversary, we would not ever imagine having to spend our third anniversary and put our baby boy to rest.
0: It's not just that. You lost your sight. And your baby. Mm-hmm. Because you, you delivered him to full term, didn't you?
1: Yeah, oh, I was, I was seven months, but yes. He was, so healthy. he was
0: born two months early.
1: Right, right. And he was just, just breathing, Um, but born healthy and, which is a miracle in itself because number one, I was never supposed to get pregnant. I couldn't. That's what they told me. And, um, so, the whole entire time that I was pregnant, they would, were pushing me to abort, and I, I said no because it's, it was a gift from God, and I can't do that. Uh,
0: how did you? How did that affect
1: your faith? It. It was hard at first. It really was, um, but my faith had never left me, even then. Um, and it's still, it's still hard, uh, you know, like I said, this month, he was born on the 16th of this month, right. and so, um,
0: I can imagine that at, at some point, something had to make you move on.
1: Yes. Yes, I, I had to move on because I still had my husband with me and I wasn't gonna, you know, something like, when something like this happens can sometimes break a marriage or make it stronger. Yes. And, um, I decided. well, that,
0: I mean, just losing your sight would have right. made or break, broken your marriage.
1: Right. So it was yeah. that. It was, you know, it's like a timeline. I was married 95. Um, mm-hmm. and when I got married, I was blessed to have a little girl. Come into my life because Daniel had a little girl from his previous marriage. Right. You know, so, um, and then, you know, 95, we got married. Uh, 97, my site was taken. 98, I had my little boy and he was taken. And then in 2001, and when I had my little baby, then I should have been on dialysis, but I refused. Right. I refused it because I just knew that there was something better for me out there. And it wasn't until 2001 when my uncle donated a kidney to me the first time. Right. And then in 2003, a pancreas. And they both lasted and survived for over 20, about 20 years. And now I am where I am.
0: And now we're hoping for... A second a second time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what they say is true. God giveth and God take it away.
1: Right, right. I... We've been blessed to have that precious gift for a little while. Right. Um, my joy, and it is a joy to me to know that that little baby boy was born in his daddy's hands and died in his daddy's hands at the same time. Um, you know, he got to hand. meet, he got to meet his grandparents. He got to be held by his grandparents and his father and Squeeze his father's mother. finger, and yeah, and, uh. Um,
0: I noticed, I mean, I noticed you're avoiding that part, the whole. I, I
1: mother. did not. No, I, I, I held him the, for the first time at the, funer- in the in the funeral. In the funeral Right. Because I was also, um, while I was having him, the doctors had to come out and have Daniel sign a release part from the baby because we weren't sure, 50-50 chance. Uh Then they came out because I wasn't going to make it. Really? Right. So, it was a miracle that I survived. And I was, I remember telling, I remember telling my husband if you have to choose, choose the baby. Um. And all I remember him telling me was that we can have other babies adopted or not, but I can only have one of you. Yes. So, um, you know, we left it like that. And it was God's will to leave him with us for a small period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that was it. But I did, I did hold him during, uh, the family time for the service, for the funeral service. Right.
0: Uh, and that must have been so hard yeah I mean just thinking about it if if my daughter had died I just can't imagine what that would have done to me I mean you have to be really strong to survive both losing your sight and your child
1: yeah uh yep I but mean, the, the grace uh, of God, you know, He gives me the strength. You know, and I don't, I don't try to be as strong and, look, because look, people, no, tell no, no, me, no. people tell no, me, people oh. tell me. No, stop
0: that. No, no, stop <laughs> that. As much as you want to talk about your faith in God, there must have been some strength in you to carry that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because, as much as you want to say, "Oh, my faith in God help me," it must have helped, yes, but your 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 positivity must have helped tremendously,
1: yeah, yeah, it was in there somewhere, and it came out when it needed to come out because yeah. there was days where it was just I didn't want to. Deal with it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and being able to move on would have taken a lot of, of strength and fortitude.
1: That's why I say it's exhausting being me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That is maybe one of the best arguments one can say <laughs> being Sugar Loped. Yeah. So maybe Jenny from the block should learn something from it. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> There's nothing else to say about that. So, Jenny, if you're listening... Yeah, it's time to come home, Sugar, for a for a coffee or something.
1: Right. Call <laughs> me. Call me.
0: <laughs> Sugar, I wanna thank you so much for being a guest on our show.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity.
0: And I really hope and pray that a kidney does come through for you. Yes. Um and that you your happiness comes At as little a cost as possible. Thanks for being on the show.
1: I appreciate um, you for allowing me to share a little of my story. And the opportunity to share with others.
0: I I really hope uh, that your story does help others. That was Sugar Lopez. And like I said... She is one of my favorite friends. She is someone I've gotten to know over the past almost 20 years. And I've made it my business to make sure that I keep in touch with her because she's got such a positive outlook. And uh, she's always got a, w- a wonderful thing to say. Remember, if you want to be a part of Meet My Blind Life, you want to tell someone your story about how you deal with blindness on a daily basis, by all means, send me an email, M- meetmeonblindlife at gmail.com. Again, that's meetmeonblindlife at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you next week. Catch Meet Me every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Till next week.